I'm Dr. Orion Taraban, and this is PsychHacks, Better Living Through Psychology. And the topic of today's short talk is Cancer Cures Neurosis. This is something of a provocative title, but these aren't actually my words. This is a quote from the great psychotherapist Irvin Yalom, who, like myself, actually got started as a health psychologist working with folks diagnosed with cancer. So let's unpack this quote a bit, because I do think there is some truth to it. But before I do, please remember to like this episode and subscribe to this channel. It takes less than a second, costs you nothing, and it's a good way to cure what ails you. So do the thing. Oh, and check me out on YouTube, as I tend to post more frequently there. My own personal definition of neurosis is that neurosis is confusing a fake problem for a real problem. And just to be clear, confusing a fake problem for a real problem is a real problem. It creates a lot of suffering for a lot of folks. So I'm not trying to minimize the suffering of neurotic illness. However, what I am saying is that there is a fake problem at the heart of neurosis that is confused for a real problem. Not touching your doorknob three times before leaving your house is a fake problem. The social disapproval of others is a fake problem. Abstaining from pornography is a fake problem. Now, again, all these fake problems and more can cause real suffering. But let's be honest, they are not real problems. A real problem is something like penury, war, sickness, and death. These are real problems. And what Yalom noticed is that when folks were confronted with a real problem, many of their fake problems tended to disappear. It's almost like folks need a real problem in their lives to put their fake problems in perspective. Hence, cancer cures neurosis. I saw this many, many times when I was working with cancer patients as a health psychologist. When folks are first given a diagnosis of stage four disease, especially if they had presumed that they were healthy, there was a kind of predictable sequence of, of emotions that they passed through, from shock and terror to anger and hopelessness. It's a real emotional roller coaster for at least several weeks. But what tended to happen after that was amazing. In the majority of cases, when folks eventually arrived at an acceptance of the possibility that they may actually have only six months left to live, almost all of them decided that they didn't want to spend those six months afraid, despondent, and furious. And so I often bore witness to a radical transformation in the personalities of folks as they approached the ends of their lives. In fact, I heard from many people in that situation tell me that it wasn't until they started to die that they really began to live. I want you to sit with that statement for a moment. This is not a hypothetical comment. I heard this many times from actual people's mouths, that it wasn't until they started to die that they actually began to live. And what they meant, in part, is that there is a sort of freedom and fearlessness that comes with the acceptance of one's mortality. And once folks arrive at that point, they live life full throttle, trying to squeeze every moment out of the time they have left. And that doesn't mean that they're just like manically happy. There was also profound sadness and real forgiveness and genuine courage. It's so impressive to see people truly living. And it's such a shame that they didn't start to live that way earlier. And I think that's kind of true for all of us. I think we all kind of tend to believe that we have more time than we might. 
and so put off that living for another day. But I think that if we attempted to live as if we had cancer, that is, with the acceptance that our days are numbered, then maybe after we accommodate to that terrifying, hapless, infuriating reality, we can move through the rest of our days with real courage and honesty and conviction. In that way, though it's strange to say, the cancer experience has been a gift to many people. Obviously, I don't wish cancer on anybody. I would not like to go through it myself, but I think it's also important to understand that it's really how you use what happens to you in life that matters, not what does or does not happen to you. That's the really important thing, how you use what happens to you. And it turns out that even something like dying can be used to bring you into closer contact with life. Something to keep in mind. What do you think? How have you moved toward authenticity in your own life? Let me know in the comments below, and thank you for listening.